pull up. It's the Fight Site Boys for another alternate commentary. This one's going to be Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. I almost said two, like there's a rematch. I'm from the future, actually. And uh, the, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the rematch is even better. Hard to believe. Um, but, yeah, Alex Hawkins in, has used all of his requests, like three in a row, uh, to have us do Justin Gaethje fights. And I really appreciate that about him. Uh, that he keeps making us watch Justin Gaethje uh, for money. Like, oh, no. Don't make me watch Justin Gaethje. But uh, basically, we're going to give analytical commentary over the fight. And to join me on this journey, uh, I have, as always, Shiram Morelli Darn, uh, who did not make the piggy noise. And we have Tuman, a.k.a. Iggy, who did, in fact, make the piggy noise. What's up? How you guys doing? Feeling I'm good. Un- unhinged? Uh, I have been unhinged by, by the beginning of this episode. Uh, but... okay, Gaethje fights. Gaethje <laughs> fights. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I was not expecting this. But, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a great fight. I think you could reasonably argue it to be the best fight of Gaethje's UFC tenure. Um, I'm, we also did just watch another fight that could be reasonably argued that way. And there's one fight in between that could also be reasonably argued that way. So... Um, yeah, the summary is Gaethje fights are really fun, but this one is, I believe, the longest of them. Uh, the one that we really saw the depths of Dustin Poirier's skill set in his heart, and probably the one that precipitated Gaethje's big changes in his skill set. So, uh, an important fight all around, and maybe between the two best lightweights in the world right now, very possibly. So, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's Go the ahead. one the I think it's the one where Trevor Whitman was like, uh, like kind of like. Uh, in the, the knockout of, with uh, the fight that happened in the, between Michael Johnson and uh, Dustin Poirier, the A.J. Alvarez fight, uh, you could see Whitman just kind of smile psychotically when Justin Gaethje got knocked out, <laughs> and like uh, it's kind of you could see in his face him going like, "Yeah, this is where Gaethje will understand. This is where he'll get it." And uh, then the Dustin Poirier fight happened. <laughs> And he still didn't get it, but uh, he he kind of sort of understood how getting knocked out feels, and uh, I guess he realized that it it doesn't really feel really pleasant, which led to his style change down the line. Uh, time will tell. <laughs> yeah, time time will tell if it's for the better or for worse. These guys seem to be content to say it's for worse because of one fight with uh, one of the greatest lightweights of all time. But you know. Uh, this is uh, this is MMA. One fight w- may well ruin you, so I guess some skepticism is warranted. But I mean, nonetheless, <laughs> it bothers yeah. me more that he was progressing in this style, and he didn't necessarily need to change styles to to not get knocked out more. He just kept making the style better. But that's not really how Trevor Whitman works. Yeah, whether it's better I mean, or for worse, I think we can all agree it is cowardly. Um, but yeah I mean he was still pressuring against guys like Barboza it was just a bit more measured and that's the sort of thing I would have liked to see Uh, the straight up outfighting I think it works for guys like Cerrone and Ferguson not as much for elites at the time that he fought them so I mean I think we can all agree that Justin Gaethje is still kind of an unfinished product and I'll leave it at that if he goes back to pressuring and kind of uh, maintains his uh, newfound like improved eye for the counter then I guess it's all for the best. 
I mean, I guess you could say that. It's just also, like, especially after watching this fight, you can see he's taken a lot of damage in a lot of these fights. Uh, He hasn't exactly been fighting for a short amount of time. I'm not sure he can afford to be an unfinished product at this point. Uh, Even if he probably is and he can still make those improvements physically, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, style changes are always tough, so... That's true. One one style changes frequently enough to kind of, like, uh, leave you without all the juices you may need to kind of zero in on the stuff you really need to do down the line so uh, it's uh, a topic that's uh, a topic for another day i suppose it's quite a pickle yeah yeah but analysis. on the fight uh we talked we did uh Gaethje versus michael johnson right before this and this is kind of a spiritual successor to that to that fight um we see a lot of the a similar dynamic but dustin poirier is able to do it better for a lot of different reasons uh, so we're going to watch it and see how that went yeah, and also Justin Gagey damn near amputates Dustin Bowie's lead leg. Yeah. <laughs> and leaves him pretty much crippled for several months after the fight. For sure. But yeah, uh, before we start, just a quick reminder of the site and how we work and what we need to be doing. So most of our model is based on you subscribing to us on Patreon. Uh, if you visit our website and read our articles, that's cool. Uh, but even though we are running some ads on the site now, it really doesn't make any money. Uh, we do some <laughs> merchandise, but that's not really any kind of uh, revenue generator either. So really, the entirety of our existence is funded through Patreon. Uh, that's how we can afford to pay certain people to spend time doing this, because this is a huge time commitment. I personally feel like I'm working two full-time jobs. I'm not taking any of your money. Uh, I'm doing it so these guys can, can join me for the madness. Uh, but yeah, we, we need to be able to pay them because it's a lot of hard work and it's very skilled work and they deserve it. And I know that they deserve more, but you know, the more of you that they help us out, the, the better we can do on that front. So, uh, please subscribe to the fights out on Patreon. It's only $3 from the minimum tier and that tier will get you everything in terms of content. You get it all. Um, and then the tiers above that $5 gets into our discord server, which is a really awesome place to be where we have nuanced discussions about every topic, not just fighting. Um, really good growing community that's you know private so it's a little <laughs> bit more secure uh, than say Twitter or like a forum or reddit uh, God forbid <laughs> you spend your time there and then tiers above that are for content requests specifically so you can request podcast topics or breakdowns like these where we watch the fights of your choosing and break them down however you want um, and uh, yeah just give us give us instructions and we'll do what you want um turnaround on those things really depends on what you're asking and who you need to do it because everybody's availability is different but we try to always get it to you and if it's been a long time we didn't do it we'll give you your money back which has happened once so far (laughs) so that's basically the the pitch so if you are a patron of the fight site you can watch this as a video uh at your convenience you can even download it and and have it on on your device and watch it whenever uh, offline or you could listen to the audio uh, on our podcast platforms if you're strange and like to do that. Um, but if you're not a patron of the fight site and you're listening to this uh, on a podcast platform, uh, you should be extremely ashamed that you don't want us to succeed and that you don't like us. And uh, you might even hate us and you might want <laughs> us to, to fail and, and die and, and live destitute, uh, you know, terrible lives. And I, I think... You know, while that that might be fair to feel that way about us, you are consuming our content, so you might like us a little bit. So you also, I'll find you and I'll beat you up. Yes, uh, <laughs> physical violence could definitely be good motivation, and we're we're definitely considering that uh, for our next fundraising strategy. But 
if you are just going to try to follow along and find a video on your own, good luck. Uh, we're not using Fight Pass for this one, so I don't have any timestamp for you, and I'm not sending you the link to the video that we're using. <laughs> but uh, we have we have our our uh, videos paused right when the the first round starts, so right when the clock comes up. Uh, so sync yourself up there, and then we'll do a countdown. Uh, Shiram will say three, two, one, go, and then on go. We're all gonna hit play, and we're gonna watch together. So that's the deal. Anything to add, gents? Uh, yeah. If you're looking for this one, it's in the the sort of free fight sort of mold where they don't include all the corner audio and stuff so it's going to be tough if you're on fight pass but you can skip forward and try to keep up if you want um you know you i'm can. trying to i'm trying to help you cowards who will not pay non-patron fools yeah. <laughs> idiots just savages uh, so we should probably edit that out if anything but we probably won't no, uh, <laughs> no. not because it's not good but because i'm lazy and i'm not going to edit this <laughs> but yeah uh, i'm ready to go tuman any final thoughts uh i mean what thoughts can there be? <laughs> just, uh, just subscribe to the Patreon, goddammit. More pig noises, perhaps? Those are always some. I mean, the, the, the pig noises will come when the fight actually starts and we'll Alrighty. see some violence. That's a callback to our first commentary that we did today. So <laughs> if, you, if you're following the lore that is being spread out amongst all of our different pieces of content, <laughs> then you would know. Uh, but if you don't know, then you don't know and you're not in on the joke. So there you go. Yep. Uh, well, let's do it. Uh, three, two... One, play. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so Gaethje immediately taking the front foot. Uh, Poirier jabbing, southpaw jabbing. We mentioned in the um, MJ fight, that's one thing that Johnson could have done a bit more. But Gaethje, again, fairly urgent at countering the southpaw jab and kicking the leg. This time going to the inside leg kick. Uh, in the MJ fight, he was going oh. to the outside, but big counter early Ooh. from Dustin Poirier down the center. <clears throat> that does tend to dictate this fight. You can also see Justin kind of use a more active guard at range and trying to use more throwaway strikes as opposed to just his usual power shots. Yeah, that but, makes... uh, yeah. yeah, Dustin's using his reach advantage and uh, his more fluent boxing to just kind of piece Gagey up right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, I really like how uh, Poirier is using the southpaw jab both to draw the guard up, and how he's getting behind his shoulder as Gaethje tries to counter over the top with the left hook. Um, using it to change levels as well, which is really opening yeah. up the body attack. Yeah, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't stand in one place. He's trying to use, utilize his footwork more than Michael Johnson did. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. he, didn't, he also didn't get headbutted like 30 seconds in. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we actually saw like 30 seconds ago Dustin Poirier going to the body with the jab and trying to come up with the uppercut. He's being fairly smart about how he's setting up his offense so far. Uh, but Big nasty cut yeah. over the eyebrow of Gagey. And Gagey boots out uh, the, uh, the leg of Monique Poirier while he's throwing. It's kind of a difference between how Poirier and how Michael Johnson throw their jabs. First of all, Dustin Poirier is way more willing with his jab. Yeah. Throws, away, throws it out, out there way more and kind of also throws it in a way that it's uh, sort of like bound to cut you. Mm -hmm. Sort of turns his fist over in an interesting way. Yeah, he's Ooh, almost less counter-happy than MJ was. Like, yeah. uh, Gaethje was consistently able to time when MJ was going to throw back at him, whereas Dustin's uh, mixing up his rhythm a lot more and uh, keeping his eyes open defensively until he sees what he wants to counter with, not just, you know, throwing every Little time. Little nice sneaky jab there. Yeah, it's like MJ's sort of mm. trigger happiness on the counter was what got Poirier himself, but it's what's saving yeah. Poirier here. Uh, but we've seen before Poirier's <laughs> ring craft isn't necessarily the, the best famous, thing. The famous leg uh, dexterity of Dustin Poirier. Big left <laughs> Ooh, hook nice there from Gaethje. Yeah, see, we're seeing already that 
uh, Poirier's Ringcraft, as diligent as he's being, more than usual, uh, he's having trouble keeping himself off the fence. Uh, but being nice able to throw just, away combination. Yeah, being mm-hmm. able to just reach out and hit Gaethje and get him in a defensive shell, it's, get, it's letting him buy space. Uh, and he's not having to like shift into counters to do it because he's a longer man, which is really helping him here. Yeah, you can't. Uh, Gage is kind of like in a pickle here. Like he has to press the issue to get to Poirier, but in uh, in doing so, he has to constantly walk through these constant combinations by Poirier. Poirier yeah. doesn't stop throwing shots at all. Yeah, it's either that southpaw jab or it's just really v- varied offensive combinations. And Gaethje not being able to time these counters and means that he's having to concede the space a lot more than he wants to. And right there, there was a nice counter by Poirier. He got his leg punted out, but he still he managed to maintain his position and throw a left straight down the pipe. Oh. And whenever he gets... Ooh! Big shot to the body. God. Yeah, we've see, we saw... Uh, MJ kind of do something similar to the head there, where he shifted into orthodox off the leg kick and threw a big right hand out into the head. But <laughs> interesting comparison to the to the MJ fight that we just watched, where when Gaethje landed and started to walk down and follow MJ to to continue his combinations, he was grabbing onto collar ties and, and getting a hold of him. Whereas Dustin Poirier follows with his feet and just keeps touching. Uh, with smaller shots until he sees the next opportunity to, to open up. It's very interesting. He also kicks doing the himself. Same thing in different ways. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Big connection to the body by Puglia. Mm-hmm. Gaethje did a better job Puglia. dealing with the leg kicks, but yeah. also he's Gaethje's timing on the leg kicks is really what's more important than the actual form of it. Nice work oh. there, kicking, uh, punching off the kick by Puglia. Yeah, off the body kick. Yeah. I mean, he did that a couple times against Hooker, too. It worked. Uh, that time, uh, Poirier tries to control the arms, too, the way that uh, Michael Johnson did. But he was first on the elbow, where Gaethje was beating MJ to the punch there all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing with Poirier here is that Poirier is just kind of, like, more fluent and way more violent than, <laughs> uh, than Michael Johnson. And he's also, like, more willing to just throw stuff out there, keep Gaethje thinking. Yeah, he's keep keeping Gaethje the initiative a lot better. I did not remember him kicking his ass this hard in the first round. I, f- I remembered it being more competitive, but he, he kicked yeah. his ass really hard in this round. Yeah, I mean, the leg <laughs> kicks are definitely hurting, but... Honestly, first viewing I've had of this fight, I was convinced that Poya was able to just sort of beat the shit out of Gage very comfortably and easily. And uh, I was very mad at the commentary at the time because it mostly emphasized the leg kicks of Gage as opposed mm-hmm. to the, yeah. all the massive connections and combinations by yeah. Dustin Poya. <laughs> And even if Poirier, not everything Poirier threw landed clean, he's a monster hitter. So yeah, hitting uh, through the guard he doesn't is need to hurt. land clean. But you see there, that, that would have that, hurt a lot of people really badly, that uppercut that yeah. came through the high guard. <laughs> I really love how he started playing the rear uppercut off the, the right hook, even in that exchange where he's widening and narrowing the guard of Gaethje. Mm-hmm. Gaethje's already looking all sorts of fucked up. But then again, Gaethje always kind of... He, start, he started that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was born that way. <laughs> And that's the kind of thing that you really have to do to deal with the really high guardy opponent. And that's why uh, MJ, Alvarez, and Poria were all really tough for Gaethje going in. Uh, fighting your three maybe worst style matchups at lightweight in your first three fights, it's uh, very tough. Yeah, and Gaethje was kind of like uh, forced into a sort of a parody of himself. That's a Fainted nice combination. Fainted the, the by to step through into his combination there. Like, Poria's and uh, Alvarez's activity kind of forced Gaethje to just sort of like try and find openings for the leg kicks and not do anything else with his uh, with his uh, with his hands yeah i was just thinking about you know what a modern gaichi would do in this situation i was remembering the ferguson fight a lot of body leads to you know 
get under uh, Ferguson's leads. And there was uh, a few seconds ago he went body straight lead, and that opened up uh, his combination and helped him avoid the jab. Yeah, Gage also threw lots of kidney punches in the Tony fight. Mm-hmm. Hooks to the kidney. Yeah, Poirier's yeah. starting to lean on lean on a counter jab a little bit more in this round, uh, but Gaethje's doing a good job coming up with with responses. He got underneath one, kicked him in the leg mm-hmm. for one, uh, but who leads with the Poirier's straight also, that time? Poirier is also threatening level changes and an eye poke by Gaethje. Naturally. Yeah, I mean Poirier's <laughs> been changing levels with his punches a bunch, but there he threatened the takedown. Didn't really work, but. What do you think the advice was to Gaethje in the corner between rounds that he's uh, come out so much more effective just to mix up his leads a bit more? Yeah, just uh, work with the hands a bit more, more throwaway shots with the hands. Mm-hmm. Try and at least try and connect to the body, throw some feints to the body, change levels. He said way more opportunities to actually get off combinations than he did in the first round already you know, within like a minute. And of course, the eye pokes are uh, helpful. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, he was kind of like staying more at range, not uh, getting into the within the range of uh, Dustin Poirier, into, into the him. boxing range, and sort of draw combinations out and then try to counter, as opposed to just wade in and try to counter mid combination. Is this fight in Arizona? Yeah, this Glendale. Yeah, I think Gaethje's trying to get the crowd to stop booing Dustin employee for taking time from the eye poke. I don't think they were booing him for eye poking him. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, there it is again. Get, uh, Poirier Ooh. able to get behind his shoulder on that right hand, but Gaethje's countering really nicely in this round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see how he's more handsy. Yeah. He's trying to fight the hands right now. Yeah, Poirier is also doing a lot more like that weird hopping thing he did in the first round, and Gaethje's pun- <laughs> punishing him for it really badly. I like how he caught him on the exit with the left hook a couple seconds ago, but that left hand yeah. counter is still there for Poirier. Yeah, I was gonna say. The thing about Dustin a here, read on Dustin's exits, and that's where that left. The thing about in. the thing about Dustin here is, even though that he's not really, you know, a very good kicker, a very dexterous kicker, he's still trying to kick a lot to the body. Oh yeah, it's effective. Ooh. Yeah, Gaethje's catch and pitch stuff is working better here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting a better read. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love him so much. Uh, an interesting example, that exact combination from Gaethje is what got him rocked really hard by uh, by MJ. <laughs> when we were talking about the right the right hand yeah. mechanics. <laughs> Dustin throwing Superman punches. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Loading Both. up on uppercuts. <laughs> Both connecting massively. Nice mm-hmm. southpaw jab there again, and he goes to the body. That's the sort of thing MJ and did an over immediate, and over. An immediate low kick. Yeah. Inside low As kick to the police. Hi. Very good timing. Ooh, another one. You can see how he stops in his place afterwards. He's like, shit. Yeah, it knocks him out of stance, too. But there's that uppercut <laughs> right hook change you, you can see Poirier take a deep breath after getting punted mm-hmm. in the leg. Like, <laughs> suck in there. He's getting suck in PTSD in there. from the Jim Miller fight. <laughs> oh, nice left hook there as Gaethje exited. This is nuts. Yeah, insane fight. Good hips, uh, good hips by Gaethje. Yeah, Bad Gaethje's entry takedown by Poirier, defense is still. just a wizard and great hips, and that works against almost everybody. <laughs> I mean, not course, many, unless you're on the not, cage. Not many proficient wrestlers at lightweight. No. So what are you gonna do? Uh, see, this <laughs> is jab, kind jab, of jab, what jab, MJ should have done more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Gaethje is kind of like just taking it, not reacting mm-hmm. in any way that that's you know conducive yeah. to getting out of there. Yeah, that was kind of the problem. Is that and. Poirier is able to just draw the guard and punch around it as soon as he saw it. The uh, the difference between their low kicks is pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> Dustin can barely get any drive through it, and Gaethje's t- kicking his leg out from under him. 
Justin jabbed to the body there. If he jabbed to the body more, he would find yeah. more success with his hands. Yeah, he was leading to the body in the beginning of the round. It was opening up everything for him, and then he stopped because I think uh, Dustin kept loading nice. up on, on lead uppercuts. Nice throwaway 1-2 by Gagey. 2-3 oh. <laughs> by Gagey. Whenever he doesn't load up, he's able to connect, you know, decently. A triple, but... triple lead hook. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Another... Big left hand counter as Gaethje tries to counter with the inside leg kick. Um, nice. nice right hook. Nice. Funny thing is that the the situation that ends the fight isn't really new. Yeah. It's not like anything changes nope. really. It just it catches up. It just up lands with him. really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like kind of the nature of fighting. It's interesting that the same exact you know you can call it a shortcoming or a failure like the exact same success that you have earlier in a fight. I could end the fight, you know, three rounds later, but it's just kind of random when it oh. knocks you out, when it doesn't. Ugh. Huge shot on the nice break there from by Ga- Gaethje. Or from Poirier, Gaethje. But, yeah, Gaethje back to this point. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hands on knees, Poirier. He's about to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, this fight's amazing. Dustin's uh, leg all sorts of fucked up. His eyes fucked up. Either from Somehow the eye he looks, poke. He looks better to me. Even Either from attractive. the eye poke or from the strikes. <laughs> but, yeah. Fucked up, Dustin Poirier. Something different. Tired from being grappled, Dustin, is a very different than messed up <laughs> from being beat up on the feet, Dustin. Yeah, that's why he's always going to beat Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that ages well. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to uh, well because he's going to knock him out without any trouble this time. He's not going to He's just going to kill him. Gage's problems on the feet has always been composure. Dustin has better mm-hmm. composure on the feet and he sticks to his um, sticks to trying to connect as opposed to stick uh, as opposed to Gage who tries to sell out on these massive bombs every time when he sees it an seems opening. Seems like they uh, they left in the between round stuff for this one because it's yeah, when they started putting his legs up. They're like, we find that noteworthy, so we're going to include it in the video. And uh, Tiago Alves in his corner, kind of ironic. <laughs> strikes absorbed almost everything to the head only two strikes to the body I feel like Gagey threw more throwaway strikes to the body at least yeah. I think he had than uh, the statistics show but then again uh, fight metric is just two dudes pushing buttons they probably just don't see the body work huh. yeah. we're, we're on for round three mm-hmm. um, time nice. flies by uh, Gaethje doing a nice job mixing up the inside and outside leg kick against MJ. It was mostly <laughs> outside leg kick. Athlete uh, Anderson Silva low kick uh, catch. I like, I like how Gaethje defends leg kicks almost constantly on a constant basis. He always mm-hmm. checks kicks. That's why Barboza was never going to beat him, and Barboza was the favorite in that fight, which is amazing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the so odds for that fight were ridiculous. Gaethje has always been like a money machine for me for the longest time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was always the underdog for some reason. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because aside from Khabib, it's like Gaethje's career only got easier the further he went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he had like the worst three opponents in a row you could ever get um, for him yeah. in, in his first three, and then they're like, all right, now you get to have a normal career. Nice oh. reactive shot by Dustin, but again, just uh elevates him and then gets his hips out nice oh yeah see again Gage caught on the reset ducked under that hook but then just like wasn't even in a stance and was still like ducked over this high <laughs> i like how nearly fast Gage just checked Poirier's oh. lead ha- lead hand and punted his lead leg 
yeah, right afterwards. That was gorgeous from Poirier, though. Countered with the jab over the top and then went yeah. to the body as Gaethje covered yeah. up. Another counter to the body as Gaethje kicks. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, again, oh, chin. check. <laughs> shin on shin. Oof. I really respect that Gaethje can place his uh, inside low kicks so well. It's really hard not to kick somebody either really low on the calf or in the dick, and he <laughs> finds uh, like an actual spot every time. Yeah, he finds the he finds the thigh consistently. I don't respect mm-hmm. calf kickers, so I think it's because of the range he kicks. Ooh, nice big counter massive counter by Gaethje. Flip his hip over, and the kick goes the right spot. Right, hockey fight. Oh, nice elbow. This is the sort of situation MJ was in after the headbutt. Uh, yeah, that was funny. He was wrestling him. He was going head to head. He had the collar tie on. <laughs> Ooh, nice jab. Mm-hmm. Nice jab by both. <laughs> Another elbow. Nice. Beautiful. Nice uppercut. It turns out that Gaethje should have been grappling him the entire fight. <laughs> Gaethje could have turned into a really nasty, dirty boxer along the fence. Mm-hmm. But he never really developed that skill set. He has all the tools. <laughs> and doing a lot of leg damage even here. Poor so you talked about to... personality with Conor Rebush. I don't think it's in his... In his brain, I'm like he's capable. It doesn't of have the daddy issues necessary to become a no. dirty boxer. <laughs> family, family life is too healthy. Yeah, huge oh. the body. Oh. Ooh, right to the liver. If his dad didn't give him enough hugs, he'd have turned into a do- that dirty boxer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why Usman was was a smothering pressurer and dirty yeah, boxer his whole career. <laughs> Gage is looking for that uppercut. Yeah, a couple the of nice throwaways, straights by. Uh, you see way more throwaway shots from Gage here. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, you're seeing him use it to pressure more and uh, draw out the exits, which he's able to track a bit better, as we mentioned in the second round. Um, yeah, Dustin visibly just... backing off and slowing down because I feel like he doesn't know yeah. what to do about his leg. <laughs> that leg is just completely dead. Yeah, it's and kind you of try Gage... to close distance without you know actually using your feet, then Gage is going to beat you up because he's oh there. huge try. I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, I don't think he really ever figured out a solution nice. for the leg. He just ignored it and punched him anyway. Yeah. yeah. Dustin kind of Sometimes that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Nice southpaw jab there to intercept Gaethje's I, I would like for Gaethje to start jabbing and instead of seeking the color tie and that, uh, that hockey mm-hmm. uh, uppercut, but he doesn't do that, I think. That was such a weird place to shoot because Gaethje was, like, completely hunched over and Pori just shot into his head. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to headbutt Gagey. Revenge. Only Sahuda can headbutt Gagey. That's the tier. <laughs> Dustin likes doing these hammer fists in the clinch to the body into the head. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look. I think he uh, did it against light. Dan Hooker. Oh, like real, real shots. Yeah. Yeah, I like how he's jabbing out of the clinch too. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jabbing an exit is always a good idea. Resets your. Distance. Oh, another eye poke. This really <laughs> didn't even point, need to eye poke him that time, Justin. Not even helpful to your cause. <laughs> it's funny. He never kicks, throw more jabs. kicks people low accidentally, but he does eye poke them accidentally a lot. <laughs> if you want to fuck up people's eyes, just jab them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, his fingers came out while he was jabbing. The Daniel Cormier jab. <laughs> the most effective jab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you know DC and Gaethje like pretend to be throwing a punch before they poke you in the eye. John Jones just sticks his fingers straight out. 
Just a, a hand, a hand jab. I like how That's Daniel Cormier never <laughs> actually learned how to box properly and just developed tri tricky ways of cheating. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I actually kind of respect that a lot because in the, yeah, in no. the second Stipe fight, he was like eye poking him in the middle of combinations and immediately mm -hmm. following up. Hard to catch. Hmm. Same with uh, cheating on the scale. <laughs> he, he has a lot of uh, a lot of tricks. Being an athletic cheater, which I mean, Gaethje is too, but. Yeah, these guys are both cheaters with uh, attributes. Poor MJ, cheater in every way but durability. Like regular fighters would have been knocked out several times already in this fight. Yeah. By both of them. By sure. both of them, yeah. <laughs> Double eye poke by Gagey. Uh, Raked both eyes there. I was also thinking that if Dustin Poirier was fighting Dustin Poirier and then he backed off and slowed down like he did in that round after the low kicks, that Dustin would have finished him. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that thing Woodley said after the Usman fight. It's like, if that was me <laughs> fighting me, I would have knocked me. myself out. <laughs> uh, Woodley. Never change. I mean, he never did, but, you know. He, he poked him in both You eyes, know what right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he kind of... longer break makes sense. He did the Three Stooges eye poke. Mm-hmm. So a couple seconds now. Uh, I think Poirier pokes him at the end of this round. Yeah, nice. yeah. Just Aldo they, Mendes they, level. Uh, they share. They share the moment. <laughs> yeah, because these gloves, man. Yeah, I mean that was actually a bit more blatant because Poirier was just like trying to hold him back. He was yeah. doing the Jones. Je Justin's but. comparing about the gloves. Yeah. And it's a point yeah. he brought up multiple times on various podcasts and interviews. Talk about it during but, the fight. <laughs> yeah, and that the gloves, the UFC gloves, actually force your fingers out. Like, they mm -hmm. make your fingers play out. Yeah, I've never worn the, the UFC brand gloves. I have, like, a, a couple pairs of MMA gloves I've put on. I'm like, no, I can definitely, definitely not hard to make a fist. So the UFC gloves must be really bad. Also, when your your hands are all wrapped up, they're a little stiffer. Um, so that's probably yeah. a little bit different. Gage um, said that the, gl the gloves actually make your fist want to open. You have to actually, like, force your fist to close in order to keep it closed. And when you're fighting, you know, your hands get tired, so... Right. Yeah, that seems pretty counterintuitive, considering this is a sport about punching people, but... I mean, the UFC is counterintuitive. <laughs> in general. Yeah. With, with the matchmaking uh, and everything. on a long list of things the UFC does that uh, hurts their own product. But, yeah, I believe this round is like 30 seconds long, so... Perfect. The perfect fight length. <laughs> yeah, I mean, MJ Poirier was just like... 10 minutes of chaos. This is like 15. So, mm -hmm. Poirier again out jabbing. And nice lead to the body. Yeah, lead to the body a lot more after that first round. Ooh. Hard jab. Hard oh. left Ooh, hand. And that's the counter that does it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and really, again, nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the difference is that you, you can't be hurt in front of Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah no. It does not work. He will get you. Just, I don't know if anyone's really... Well, Max survived, but he didn't win. Um, but, yeah, it's... Everyone takes a beating in that <laughs> Justin going, you son of a bitch. Uh, Khabib <laughs> got hurt once versus Dustin. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He survived. Although that was also, like, Poirier being You can't super be on your feet. Boom! Snap. Be hurt Snapped his head around. <laughs> Spun his jaw. Yeah, that was, like, the perfect left hand. Caught... That was like the counter he was looking for from the very beginning. Gage is trying to grab a hold of him, but it, like Dustin is just unloading on him. It just doesn't mm -hmm. give him the time to breathe. Yeah, he has to yeah, prioritize he defense over the grab. Drunk. 
Yeah, so you can see him reaching out for the collar tie out of the high guard like he does a lot. It's just... Bam! Oof. He's really... That's a boy. Like, again, his, his knuckles on the chin. Not, not too many people actually hit people with their knuckles on the chin. But just Dustin Poirier's got really good aim. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin Poirier is just a fluent boxer, you know? Yeah, like, that yeah, was one of the best replays I've ever seen. Because it actually, yeah. like, slowed down the big shot. There's a lot of janky things about the way that Dustin Poirier strikes, but like I feel like the actual mechanics of his punches are, are pretty good. Is that right? Yeah. True? Yeah. When you see him training, he's always hitting these really sharp, really like nice, uh, nice combinations with a great form. And whenever he fights, he just goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with all the shifting leads he does, like you're not you're not gonna look good uh, doing a lot of that. I mean, but you can good. shift and look nice while doing so. Like look at Marvin Hagler, for example. For a historical no, example from boxing, to. but uh, <laughs> just just watch his highlights; they're fun. Mm-hmm. Mostly lo- lots of knockouts. If I wanted to see good striking, I would watch boxing, but that's not what I want. <laughs> I want to watch people who, in, in you know, in spite of everything, become good strikers. You know, despite their, them doing five other sports simultaneously, um, it's more impressive to me that way. <laughs> yeah. Just, just find more excuses. Mm-hmm. I, was <laughs> I, don't know, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, that was a great yeah. fight. That fight rocks. Always down to rewatch it some more. Yeah. And I honestly think, like, if we're talking about the rematch, that's fairly plausible. I think because Gaethje, I think there's some word about him fighting Oliveira next, which is it would be it would be weird and completely undeserved, but I can see it happening, and I can definitely see Gaethje winning that. Um, as for Poirier, he deserves the title fight right now. Uh, he's fighting Conor McGregor a third time, and he should win that. But, you know, lots of stuff can go wrong, unfortunately. Uh, in the rematch, I kind of feel like Poirier does it better because a lot of what Gaethje gave him trouble with here was, like, aggressive pressure, drawing out his offense to counterkick him, um, the counterpunching, but also, like, the leading worked very well. It's just that, like, Poirier's not going to be as out of position leading, or at least he knows how to account for it better than Tony Ferguson and Cerrone. But either way, it's an interesting fight because I think counterpunches are probably worse for Poirier than a lot of people think. So, who knows? Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, counterpunches, I bet, for Poirier stems from his uh, tendency to shift, uh, like, uh, at inopportune times. But, I mean, yeah. uh, he he does have the discipline necessary to stay defensively responsible while doing that. Yeah, it's also a thing where, like, against both Gaethje and McGregor, we saw him... Uh, jab right out of his stance a lot more than he shifted. He can clearly modulate how much he does it uh, and, you know, even cover for it. Like we saw early in yeah. the McGregor rematch, uh, he used the takedown to cover for a shift and immediately poor uh, McGregor was like, okay, I'm not going to counter as soon as he steps out of stance anymore. Um, so that's something he knows how to account for it. And I think in general, uh, backfoot Gaethje is going to struggle to create the, the same sort of exchanges he created in this fight. But it's a very interesting fight. I'd really like to see it again. And I think there's a very good chance both of them are the uh, the two best lightweights in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looking uh, looking uh, back in retrospect on that Dan Hooker fight, I think lots of those jankier moments from uh, Dan, uh, from Dustin Poirier were kind of like a distance issue and a yeah. range issue more than anything. So, uh, yeah, I would agree that a lot of the c- concern... Uh, stemming from Dustin's uh, tendency to shift is kind of a bit overstated. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, we saw in the Hooker fight, um, 
there was a lot of like Hooker intercepting him with the jab and countering him, but Poirier actually needed to cover distance in that fight in a way that he hasn't in any other fight because Hooker is like a, a fucking giant. So that makes sense. I mean, it's also going to be interesting if uh, Justin Gaethje will be uh, will be able to force so to sort of force Dustin Poirier to lead in a sub uh, fashion in a way that doesn't uh, like play to Sorry. his strongest suits. <laughs> But um, I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, and the whole, it's kind of like reflective of the lightweight division as a whole. It's just kind of hard to say what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Oliveira just grappling both. It's in, it's in the realm of possibility. I did yeah. see uh, an interview. I, he could just be saying stuff, but Oliveira's like, yeah, I'll stand with Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier. I'll knock them out. Mm, do like, not. Right, I, hope, I hope you try. <laughs> I hope you try, bro. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Would would make for a f- more fun fight. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Because I mean, if he like commits to being a pressure grappler, then he probably could be favored in both of those fights. But like, I don't know what to expect from him at this point, and that kind of, that makes it pretty exciting. But also, I I feel like I'm being set up for disappointment. Um, I mean, that's and also <laughs> listening to MMA fighters say stuff is just kind of a crapshoot either yeah. way. Even when it like sounds it. like they know exactly what they should do, they don't do it. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're all being shut up for Benil Darius champion anyway, so all of this is just a sideshow. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, if if, uh, if Gaethje and Poi were as vulnerable to being grappled as a lot of people seem to think, uh, then Darius should become champion with no issues. As Ryan, seems to, as Ryan seems to hope, at least, Ryan would prefer to see Islam Makhachev become champion rather than Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje. Nobody because, catastrophizes because... about fighters having a huge weakness <laughs> than, than Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, that's because Ryan is a fuckass. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, write this one down. Everyone listening, remember this and send him DMs, uh, send him tweets saying that he's a, he's a fuckass and deserves everything bad that happens to him in life. Anyway, that's that's my verdict. No, I mean, I respect wanting Poirier to be grappled by Dariush. I did not respect wanting Poirier to be grappled by Nakachev. Dariush is Dariush. What about Oliveira? Do you support that? Uh, I'm middling on that. I, I'm still not a huge Oliveira believer, but I can respect liking him, unlike Nakachev. So. I like him as a fighter a lot. I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about him being the guy, necessarily. Yeah. I don't... It doesn't feel quite right, but yeah. he's a good person, so I can't be mad about it. Yeah, I don't really care about him that much, honestly. Same it's with just, Brandon Moreno. Yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm in a similar boat there. Yeah, Moreno I'm a little bit more negative on, but that's mostly because I don't like his division as much. Because you're mad at him for beating Fig? <laughs> nah, I'm mad at Fig for losing that fight more than I'm mad at him, but I'm that's a good, also that's mad, a good place to be. I'm mad at the entire division for making this happen, honestly, so it's not really Moreno's fault. But I'm still mad at I a bunch of fighters for beating other fighters, so it would be okay if you were. I don't really give a shit either way. I just want to see violent fights. I just want to see bunks. I want to see Aren't big Aren't you a punches. barbarian? Well, yeah. I mean, it's I am racist. a barbarian. I, 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 <laughs> yes, it is racist, and I also live in a fucking field, so it's it's correct. It's true. Yeah, I just want... <laughs> just uh, my savage Mongolian blood compels me to desire for violence without... Without any regard for outcomes or long-term consequences. Yeah, I mean, My all I want is Poirier to, to get your money. money. Yeah, all I really want is Poirier to get the belt since he deserved to have it after like the second McGregor fight, at least. He's had a belt. In I mean, in name. Kind of, real. I'm. I mean, belts really don't matter all that much in the UFC. Like, who gives That's a shit true, about but belts? That's true, but also like the Poirier UFC itself to... doesn't give a shit about the belts. <laughs> yeah, it's also a thing where like we can assess his legacy in an accurate way by looking at how he's clearly the number one at lightweight right now and should be the champion. But 
a lot of people don't, and that's annoying. Um, but yeah, it's... I'd like to see Poirier get the real belt at least once because he's deserved it for a while. And uh, and then Darius to just beat everybody, just grapple them very easily. That's mm-hmm. that's the best case. Ryan's perspective, like not being ironic or being uh, you know just <clears throat> annoying on purpose. I think he like genuinely thinks that it does hurt the division and does hurt Dustin Poirier's legacy. Not because oh he didn't beat the champion, because he didn't beat a, an elite grappler essentially. That's um, kind of fair. I mean, Oliveira like, would kind of be that point. How many high-ranked all-time greats have fought people who were elite in multiple skill yeah. areas? You know, there it doesn't are, happen very often. There are two things that Ryan cares about for real, without uh, any hint of irony, is. Uh, Fighters securing their legacy in a convincing way by fighting diverse matchups, mm-hmm. especially hard matchups that test their skills and their grit and all that stuff, and uh, shit judging. Yeah. And uh, on the subject of shit judging, Ed, this is where you plug your serious about terrible MMA judging. Yeah, <laughs> it started as a series about terrible MMA judging. Lately, it's been just about fights that are kind of difficult to score and just how, how you might score them. Uh, like this week, I did Carlos Condit uh, versus Nick Diaz, which, you know, it's I think it's pretty clearly a Condit win, but it is kind of interesting to score. And then Carlos Condit versus Robbie Lawler, which is a mess to score, really difficult to score, and you really need to have a nuanced understanding of 10-8s and 10-7s to figure it out. Um and uh, at the impact criteria, that that's one we probably should have done to get other Shuram, but yeah, it, it's definitely one where like that is the poster child fight at the moment for both what is a ten eight round and how do you measure impact. Um, so those are hard, but I've done a bunch of them where it was just like egregious robberies or fights that people tend to think were one sided or, or one way or clear wins for one person, but if you actually understand the criteria, they go another way. The best example is uh, the one I did with Shuram. Uh, with RDA Covington, um, whereas a pretty clear RDA win if you actually use the criteria, and pretty clearly a Covington win if you listen to what the commentators say <laughs> the criteria is. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Good good series. I also do resume review, uh, and I would love to do a resume review on Dustin Poirier, because uh, he has an excellent resume. And, uh, it's yeah, uh, uh, it's full of bangers. Yeah, full it's, of it's really fun, cool fights. Fun to watch and good, good fighters, littered, littered with the bodies of good fighters. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything else to talk about? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. I get just uh, to reinforce the point that uh, it's kind of this. This fight is really interesting in the sense where, like, from a standpoint where you evaluate uh, how matchups work. In a certain sense, like uh, how how Dustin Poirier was a tough matchup for Justin Gagey, and what Justin Gagey was uh, still what in what areas Justin Gagey was still able to have success, and uh, how you may view it as something that uh, spurred Gagey to change his style, even though that he's had many avenues of success with his current style, with his previous style on this specific fight. Uh, like pressuring and leading to the body, using more throwaway strikes, using more strikes in tandem, like uh, kicking off punches, punching off kicks, all that stuff. Like, uh, yeah, really interesting. Punch, punching uh, off punches. Punching yes. off punches. You could call it <laughs> boxing. Like, uh, <laughs> Not enough kicking off kicks on this game. Yeah, yeah and how Dustin Poirier... 
And how Dustin Poirier, even though he's not really a good kicker, he still kicked a lot. And even though, and like, and how Dustin Poirier was able to uh, have more success as opposed to Michael Johnson, even though he ostensibly did pretty much the same things that Johnson uh, did against Justin Gagey, but did them more effectively. And why? And kind of like, and how certain intangibles affect uh, fights. Like uh, Dustin Poirier won uh, in part simply because he's kind of, you know, tougher than Michael Johnson. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little tiny things like this uh, affect fights a lot, affect matchups a lot. And uh, you can't really discount them. You can't really just be, you know, reductive when you analyze fights like this. And how, you know, in retrospect, you frequently can uh, kind of like get a muddled idea of how the fight went as the years go by. Like, this was an interesting refresher. Like, Ed, you said that you didn't really remember the first round being such an ass-kicking, such a one-sided ass-kicking. Yeah. So, you know... That was a fun one. Definitely some food for thought uh, in this fight. And also, you know, a really great fight in general. Sure. Good from all angles. All right, Sriram, do you want to count us out? Uh, yeah. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs>